This podcast is brought to you by the What's Your Productivity Archetype quiz. Find the best productivity method for you. Make getting it done easy. Take the quiz at andreaslinks.com. That's Andrea's with an S, links with an S.com. You're listening to the Time to Level Up podcast. I'm your host, business life coach, Andrea Libros. I help women in business commit to their own growth personally and professionally. Each week, I'll bring you strategies to help you think clearly, gain confidence, make your time productive, turn every obstacle into an opportunity, and finally overcome the overwhelm so that you can make money and manage life. Let's create a plan so you have a profitable business, successful career, and best of all, live with unapologetic ambition. Are you ready to drop the drama and figure out the how in order to reach your goals? You're in the right place. It's time to level up. Let's do this. Hey, my listeners. Welcome to the Time to Level Up podcast, where I am bringing you another bonus episode, which seems to be my favorite these days, these bonus episodes. But today I talked to Ellie Brown. And as you're listening to Ellie, two things I want you to pull out of here. One, when she talks about putting on the healthy blinders, listen in and ask yourself, am I putting on healthy blinders? And the second thing I want you to take away from this is, She is really in tune to how she gets to create her own thoughts, which ultimately lead to her own results. And that the key in creating what we call Million Dollar Ellie has been tuning into her thinking, not just her actions. So sit back, relax. We had a lot of fun. There's a lot of laughing in it. Here she goes. I am thrilled today to have Ellie Brown with me. Ellie and I have been working together for a while. I think we decided it was over two years, maybe. I think so. We're a toddler now. We are. We are. We're two. We're in the terrible twos. <laughs> Although I think it's actually the pretty good twos. I, I agree. <laughs> so not only, I mean, we have fun. We have when we are coaching together, we have fun. We always are laughing. And I think that's one I always look forward to our calls because. I know I'm going to laugh at some point during that time. So I want Ellie to introduce herself. So tell us who you are, maybe what I, as I like to say, what hats do you wear? Just give us the lowdown. Hey, I am so thankful to be here. Hope everybody is doing well. And okay, so who am I? Why is that such a hard question? A hard one. It's a hard one. I suppose I could start with the obvious. Well, I'm married, so I'm a wife um, to Jeff for, I don't know, a long time. Um, I have two boys, <laughs> two teenagers who get to go back to school full time soon. I'm so excited about that. That is massive. Um, so that's kind of like my personal life. We're a pretty chill family. We are not like, oh, and we're avid outdoor dog hunting readers. Like we're not that kind of person. We're not that kind of family rather. We're just kind of like, yeah, we're just kind of chill and like to hang out and be together. I have worn many hats in the professional world. I was in pharmaceutical sales for about 
eight years before kids. So peddling drugs and the, the legal kind. <laughs> and um, that was interesting. It was a good experience. I would never do it again. Um, so yeah, I did that for a minute. I remember Andrea hearing, you know, you should do pharmaceutical sales. This was like the nineties. This isn't, that was like last century, wasn't it? Yes, it was Uh, last century. (laughs) But people being like, you should do pharmaceutical sales because like, I heard you could make a ton of money and you get a car and you know, you just call on doctors. And I was like, I just pick up the phone and I call doctors. I'm so doing that. Like I had no idea what even meant to call on people. But somehow I fooled people and got a job. So I did that for a while. Yeah, you don't call doctors. You actually walk in and talk to them face to face. Look at those skills you gained from that. I mean, right. I didn't know I was developing all of these skills that would lead me to where I am today. So that was a trial by fire. Then I stayed home with my kids for a while. And, you know, it's hard, right? For those of you guys listening who have been through this season of life where you have had a professional career and you find yourself wanting to be there for your children, but then you think, oh my gosh, you know, I'm going to live the life of luxury. I can go walk around the mall if I want and I don't have to work and it's going to be so great. And I'll be honest, I don't know about you, Andrea, if you did that, but that was like some of the darkest days of my adult life. I think that was probably the hardest time in my adult life. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Did you, did you kind of think like, oh, this is going to be great. I thought I was going to have quote unquote all this time. Right. And I did in a sense, but I didn't in another sense. And it was kind of lonely time. Yes. Yes. And I don't know, I don't want to get too hung up on this, but I mean, I think we all can get together and laugh if we've been in this boat of like when your partner or your spouse comes home and you're like, fine, here's the baby. How was your day at work? I hope yes. it was great. Yes. <laughs> hope you had fun working. And he so. did not appreciate that. No. <laughs> so that was tough. But, you know, about the same time um, after my second child was born, my sister, who's a real like great idea person. She's this great creative person, but she's not a doer. Like she comes up with all the ideas, but she never does them. So she's like, I have this really great idea. And she kind of starts telling me about it. And I'm like, you know what? This is a good one. We should do this. Like, let's do this together. And she's like, hold on. You want me to do something and take this idea and make it real. I'm like, yeah, girl, let's do it. Let's, you know, let's work together. So we basically came up with a really fun product, which was, which we called basically the sticky tie. It was the world's first wearable fabric sticker. And you could use them again and again and change them out and change a plain white t-shirt into a fantastically fun t-shirt. And I don't know that I'm making it sound that much fun, Andrea, but we... (laughs) So just to kind of pause a little bit before you guys get too excited and go out looking for sticky ties everywhere. Um, we spent four or five years kind of traveling to trade shows and working with buyers and Googling, where do you go to a trade show and who, where do buyers go? Like we, we knew nothing. We were so green and we ended up kind of finding ourselves in about 1400 stores nationwide um, stores that you've actually heard of. I said nationwide is actually around the world. Um, stores that you've heard of like party city and justice. And, you know, we worked on an end cap with target, but that kind of fell through at the last minute. Um, I don't know. We were in a lot of storefronts and guess what? It was like the wizard of Oz because nobody knew who was behind the curtain. Right. Right. <laughs> like this mysterious. Thing. 
operation that we were doing. It was really just three of us kind of driving it. So that was a really action-packed few years of um, a crash course in business, which kind of, it landed us on Shark Tank in 2015, which was really a fun experience. That's a memorable one, Shark Tank. It was memorable. Oh, that it was. Um, and just to give you guys a little bit of a, like a spoiler alert, it's not, it was six years ago. This isn't a spoiler alert. Um, we got a deal that we didn't expect. I did air quotes, but you can't see that with um, Mark Cuban. And he made us an offer that was hard to refuse, but it involved us selling our entire company to him and walking away from it. And it was really tough and emotional, but we chose to take the deal. And then um, it actually fell through in due diligence. So uh, it's kind of a bummer, right? Like, yeah, uh, big bummer. Yeah. And a lot of those Shark Tank deals that happens, like it's a little sad when you kind of see what, how the soft behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit. it's not like it's not. It wouldn't make you mad. It's just sad that all the deals that you think happen don't always go through. So um, that was a you know a moment in time where we you know got our crash course in an MBA. So then, of course, I did exactly what the normal next thing to do would be, and I managed um, a country rock band. Um, That's exactly what everybody does next: manage a course. country rock band. Yes. yes. So yes. that was a ton of fun. Um, no, I didn't get to travel to all the shows, and but it was great kind of promoting this fantastic band that I loved all over the country. Got them to open for Blake Shelton and different things like this. And that still wasn't very fulfilling. So you know, you've done everything, right? What are you going to do? Right. And I don't want to work for people and stuff like that. So that is when... I found myself kind of in a weird spot. I was looking for deodorant for my 10-year-old. And Andrea, I know you remember this with Brett and maybe yes. with your daughter as well. But that that smell that you smell where you're like, is that onions and garlic? And really what it is is their armpits. And you're smelling that for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking, ew, my kid stinks. I got to get him deodorant. So... <laughs> I was like, hey, I remember that somebody said, don't get deodorant with aluminum. I didn't know why. So I started doing my research. And that's when I came across a company called Beauty Counter and realized that there was a lot of regulation. In fact, all of this country is not regulated by the FDA like we think that it is. And there are a lot of ingredients that are in our personal care products that we put on our bodies every day that are linked to health harm. And that was my aha moment where like, I have to use my voice to speak about this movement and to be a part of this and to educate others to make more informed decisions because armed with, with information, we can all make more informed choices. So I became a consultant with Beauty Counter in 2016. And here I am, um, five, almost five years later, still loving it and working with Beauty Counter. And you have been such an instrumental part of my journey over the last couple of years. And I'll pause now. For air, because that was a lot. For there, that was a lot. That was a lot. <laughs> so, okay. So when you and I first started working together mm -hmm. in your beauty counter career, where were you at? I was... So you want to kind of talk about numbers a little bit? Yeah. Tell me about... Like, I actually remember it was right before Christmas when mm -hmm. we started working mm -hmm. together. And I don't even remember what the number was, but you had in mind a number, a volume number that you wanted to hit. Yes. And I can't even keep track of all the ranks that are in beauty counter. No, nor should anybody understand yes. what companies 
triple, I'm a triple yes. diamond captain, double platinum. I, that's what I call you a triple diamond. Platinum. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> that's what I, I, I say. say like my team's collective volume. So my business volume was probably around 35 or $40,000. We were going into holiday because remember mm-hmm. you allowed me to talk about holiday in your yes. workshop. Yeah. Yes. I do remember that. And I, I heard your, your workshop that you were offering at the time. And I was like, gosh, do I really think I need to work with her? You know, I just had planned on kind of pitching and being there and boy, did you have me fooled. Um, (laughs) We began working together and you know what, that over the course of that month and a half, my business volume grew from about, I think it was about 40,000 to over $90,000. I remember it was more than double. That's what I, that was the number I, it was over 90, which was pie in the sky. Who had ever heard of that? Like, could that ever happen in my wildest dreams? And, and that's where we got, or that's where we got, uh, you were, you were a huge part of that for me. Yeah. So what do you think in that beginning time when we started working together, what changed for you? So I always like to say there's the mindset piece of it and the tactical piece. And a lot of times when people come to me, they are so focused in on the tactical piece, like all the actions. What do they need to do? Just tell me what I need to do. And yeah, you did do some different things. What do you think really changed? Yeah. I mean, you're 100% right. The tactical piece, I think I could do all day long, but the, the mindset piece was the key that I was missing. So you know, just understanding the model, which you've talked about so much and, you know, my, how my thoughts were really leading me to my inaction ultimately was so eye opening. It had never occurred to me. I never made the connection about thoughts and feelings and, you know, what that leads to. Like it it was just this huge light bulb moment of, you know, the facts are the facts. And, and yeah, how I feel about them are like, those are thoughts. I get to choose my thoughts and you do. it was hard though, but it's really it's hard, hard work working out. Right. I mean, it's hard know? work. Yeah. Because if you've never really worked that muscle or never really understand, yeah. you can't be like, Oh, well, Andrea said that therefore it is done. I've changed my mindset. We worked intensively. Gosh, we work together once a week now, but in the beginning, yes. I think it was what once every two weeks. Yeah, yeah, and it was it's a it's a hard muscle. Yeah, it is. it's it's something that needs to get stretched. Now, I do also remember a couple months in, you came in one time. This is when we actually could see each other in person, and you said to me, "Okay, I'm quitting. I'm done." Mm-hmm. And we had this whole conversation around you had you had decided you were done with coaching. Yep. And do you remember that scenario? Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. All right. What you, I kind of, I remember my version. What's your version of that? What, well, what you... <laughs> I don't see. I, I don't remember specifically like exactly how it went. I'd love to hear your version. Cause, but I, here's what it was. I was scared. I was scared to invest in myself. And I was afraid mm-hmm. of if I continued to invest, what if I wouldn't see the results? And what if I failed myself? And that's really what it boiled down to was it was, it wasn't about you. Mm-hmm. It was about me and my fears and my self doubt. 
And I don't know, what's your version? Yeah, well, that my version is you said, I'm not doing what I, I'm disappointing myself, basically. You were disappointing yourself. You weren't doing what you thought you'd be doing. And so therefore you said like, well, then I'm out. Yes. So, which is interesting because being out, was that going to get you where you wanted to go either? No. No. Right? No. So I always find there's three reasons people don't engage or stick with coaching. One is they don't believe in the coach. Two is they don't believe in the coaching program or protocol or methods of that, the coach. Mm -hmm. They don't believe in the methods. Or the third reason is they don't believe in themselves or they're afraid. They're afraid of both failure, but they're also a little afraid of sometimes success. And they are afraid they're going to disappoint themselves. And more number three, ding, ding, right? So more often than not, it, it is number three in any kind of coaching situation, whether I'm the coach or not, it's having that confidence in yourself that you're going to deliver to yourself what you want to deliver. Yes. And I think, I almost think that's like in any business, if you really think about it or any business that someone's engaged in on a, I'll call it like, well, I guess I was going to say a voluntary basis. We're all volunteer for everything. We all have choices. But if you're doing something that you don't necessarily have to be doing in a business setting, a lot of times you bow out because you start to become afraid or frustrated with yourself because you're not doing what you're doing, wanting to do. It's such a a limited mindset too. I mean, it's, it's a huge reason why a lot of people never get started in their business. Mm -hmm. Same. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is just a bigger scale of that, but it's just that limited mindset of, no, I'm tapping out. I'm not going to do that. Right. Right. All right. So you stuck with it. Stuck stuck with with it. it. And now it's happened. So now your volume is not 35,000 or 90. No, I want you to meet Million Dollar Ellie. Um, we can it's talk about Million her Dollar name. Ellie. <laughs> yes. The Million Dollar Ellie had her first million dollar year last year. And so crazy. I like, I know, yeah, maybe like I did that, but Andrea, there's no way I could have done that if we weren't working together. And and we didn't concept Million Dollar Ellie and talk about her. <laughs> And right. what she would do. And yeah, I mean, yeah, it was, it was, it was amazing. It was a fantastic feeling of going from just myself the first year, basically, and a couple of uh-huh. other people to seeing like, we did a million dollars in volume this year, like in a pandemic. Crazy. I remember you saying to me, like, I, I remember where I was sitting to when I was talking to you, you said, this is during the pandemic, something about like, I just don't know what I should be doing next. Like you just didn't quite know how to kick this up to the next level. So I said to her, well, we are going to create million dollar Ellie. And you were like, what? Like, yes, you are going to start to think like a million dollar Ellie. What decisions would someone make if they were, this is this concept, million dollar Ellie. Like, how would we, how would we decide what to do next or what to think next if you were a million dollar Ellie? And that is kind of how over the last, say, six months, mm-hmm. we've really been talking. And then all of a sudden, you were a million dollar Ellie or you are a million dollar Ellie. It's like, it I was know. amazing. It's so, <laughs> it's so crazy. I remember when you said million dollar Ellie, like, I don't know why, but I kept thinking of like back in my childhood, like the 
bionic man. Wasn't it like a million dollar man? Some show yes. that or yes. something. <laughs> so yes. I was like, oh, I'm bionic and million dollar. But it it's been um I think that's been challenging to think of myself that way, but it does yes. have a persona. But it it gives me a lot more, um, a lot more options of things that I can do to be supporting the women that I lock arms with. So I have so many options now. And I look at that as a positive where I think when we first started coaching together, I would have been like, I don't even, there's too much. This is too much. I can't do it. Yes. You would have totally been that way. Yes. And now I'm like, these are options. And so I can really put on my, um, my friend calls it, my healthy blinders. Like that's a fun term. Yeah. Yeah, That's a good one. I like that. I know. I kind of thought that was good too. So what can, how can I put on my healthy blinders for 15 minutes a day? That's doable, right? Everybody's got 15 minutes a day. So put on your healthy blinders, which means you are going to take the 15 minutes and you're going to just focus on one thing. Cause we can get back to my planner issues. Oh yeah. You planners. You're going to focus on one thing. That's it. And you are going to stay in that lane no matter what. And you are going to accomplish that task. And then you're going to have these fantastic feelings of, you know, feeling accomplished, feeling empowered. And that's really just going to continue to drive what you do. So, yeah, I I love kind of thinking about those healthy blinders now. And I don't know, Andrea, you can tell them my issues with planners if you want. (laughs) planner issues. So back to the healthy blinders though, for one second, I think when we start to think bigger, which is kind of what this million dollar LA concept is, you're thinking bigger. It opens the world up to a lot of choices and you get to decide what things are going to look like. So I know we've had discussions about you guiding your team. What's that going to look like? Right? So there's Ellie in a sense is both mentoring and managing and guiding and coaching. She's doing all that for the people on her team. So that could look like a thousand different things, right? Mm -hmm. So we've had to put on these healthy blinders and decide what it's going to look like for her. What's it going to look like for her? Then we've had discussions too about, well, all the people I'm dealing with, they're all different kinds of people. They, They all have different needs. It's true. They all, everybody's unique, right? And they all do have different needs, but Million Dollar Ellie got to decide what she wants this to look like with everybody, not on a necessarily on an individual specific basis. And by doing that, she's seen these people under her flourish because it's kind of given them a putting a little bit more responsibility on their laps. Yes. She can't necessarily customize everything for every little person. And they've grown. She's that I like to say that she's giving them a gift because they have gotten to see that they are capable of way more than they thought. They can become million dollar whoever too. It's been very liberating to realize that like you don't have to be everything to everyone that right. you know people can figure this out and figure it out yeah. for themselves and they can flourish because of that. Right. And in turn, it's a huge weight off of my chest that really didn't even need to be there. Yes. It didn't need to be there, but you, but somehow we, in our brains, we're like, well, ha, you know, like, this is what I'm supposed to do, yes. or this is what I should do. And there is no should, there is no supposed to, you get to create all of that. That I think is the most freeing thing about Million Dollar Ellie, that you've gotten to create what you want to create. 
yeah. in your own world, in your own terms, and also in your own time. Yeah. So it's been very liberating because I've got to create whatever I want to create and it allows people to then have access to this information and it's there for them and they get to go and they get to choose, you know, what's already there for them, curate that, use it to the best of their abilities. And I don't know, I think what's great about working with you, Andrea, is that you could be the person that I tried to be of like, oh, I want to be everything to everyone. But when you when you coach and you work with people, you can't, you're not sitting there with me going, oh, Ellie, you know, tell me about this. I feel so sorry for you because I know you're an empath. Like you're such an empath. Let me help you. No, you know, you're you're like, wait a minute, what does that look like? Where do you think that's coming from? And and I love that because you're modeling the behavior that I should be modeling not should, that I am modeling with the women I work with now. And it's become so fun to build community with these women. And I don't just mean build community like, hey, we all work for the same company and we're having fun together. But, you know, to come together and and stretch ourselves and do do like group activities together that actually like teach us along the way to have points to them and teaching us, but they also help us to truly have fun in doing this business. Yes. Simple, doable, and fun. Simple, doable, and fun. You've got, you've actually had a lot more fun, I think, during this pandemic, right? Hasn't it kind of actually been more fun? Yeah. You're like, I think you've had more fun. I've had more fun. And like, the crazy thing is I'm doing something consistently. Like who knew? Who knew? All right. Let's talk about the planning issues because oh. Ellie is a oh. perfect example of planning problems. Now, this is all, Ellie is also a good example of the planning or calendaring or scheduling or managing your time does not have to look the same for everybody. That's right. right. It doesn't have to look the same. So what have you figured out? Because we've spent lots of time talking about this. What have you figured out works for you? Well, you, you have, why didn't it, why let's tell me what you thought your problem was. Um, I thought my problem was that putting stuff on a calendar felt too, um, permanent. It it boxed me in. It, it was, it just made me feel trapped. I don't understand that, but that's what, that's classic. Every lots of people feel that way. Okay. Okay. Yes. So now how do you feel? And what are you doing? Oh my gosh, I feel so relieved and so much more organized and efficient now that I have a plan. And it's taken me a long mm-hmm. time to get there. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is in my little phone here. This is when I'm going to sit down and I'm going to plan out the tasks that I'm going to do this week. I need to work on all of my Canva invitations for my monthly opportunity calls over the next 12 months. I can do that in one block and then I have it done sitting in my Google Drive. Look at that. It's already done for me and I'm not freaking out at the last minute trying to get it into everybody's hands. And it's just so helpful. So, so, so helpful to block small chunks of time and realize that you have to do that to be effective. And then once you do it, you feel so much more accomplished and the overwhelm disappears and you're it just so interesting. Yeah. The, the other th- interesting thing is I think you've realized you have more free time if you actually plan time. <laughs> Way more free time. Yes. Right? I mean, that's yes. so because you, I mean, I would say you were wearing the badge that said I'm a procrastinator mm-hmm. before. 
right? Mm-hmm. And this is just the way I am. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. Right. And, you know, I think what we've tried to put in place, Ellie and I've tried to put in place is a little more, so we've put some systems in place so that yeah. she actually is ahead of the game on a lot of things, which has eliminated the procrastinating. And you know what else? I'm going to give you like five gold stars on this. You know what else you've been doing is you have not just been being ahead in the doing pieces of things, you've been way ahead in the thinking pieces of things. So you have spent time, you have, we've spent time like thinking about how to create the presentation that's really not for another four or five weeks. We've spent time thinking about how she's going to position herself in a certain situation, not five seconds before, but, you know, two weeks before. So then she's actually had time to like stew on it process it and tweak it and then make it even better. So when she does have to deliver, it's, it's pretty golden. True. It's so true. And I used to think like, oh, I'm so much better off the cuff. You know, it's, you totally thought that I'm going to be get all upset. You totally thought that you also, I remember you saying to me something like, well, I just kind of think about what I'm going to say when I'm driving there. Yes. This was like a driving thing. You know, I'm going to just think about on the way there. I've got 20 minutes. I'm just going to think about that. You know, that makes me kind of twitchy now. <laughs> like that I would roll that way, which is good. Like you want to feel, I feel a little twitchy thinking about that. Whereas before, like it would have completely felt different. Like I'm getting ready Perfect. to do a presentation after this and I'm so excited. I've got, I've got slides that I worked on. I've got, oh, notes. I've got you. My bullet points. I'm ready to go. Like You're rocking it. Things. But I mean, two years ago, I would have been like twenty dollar Ellie and been like oh, twenty dollar Ellie would not have done that. No. Twenty dollar Ellie wouldn't have been asked to present on a national. That's podcast. true too. That's <laughs> true too. That is true too. So okay. So how have you seen coaching infiltrate into other parts of your life? Oh gosh. <sighs> or what's the impact been? I mean, we, you've started to use some of these coaching tactics with your kids. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? And they're yeah. home probably listening to this whole thing. Yes. Uh, yes. I think that it, it helps a lot with parenting too. To, you know, kids right now are in a very unique situation and they're consumed by their feelings, right? And they're, yep. you know, what, what their thought is about being home from school and, and just eaten alive by their feelings. And so being able to sit down with specifically my oldest kid who, you know, is, I had my own issues. I mean, Andrea, you saw me go through mental breakdowns of like, Andrea, Henry's going to fail world history. And he's going to fail ninth grade or 10th grade or whatever grade. Maybe he's going to fail both grades and he's never going to get college. (laughs) And I don't know what to do. And I'm going to cry and have him at home all the time. And and, and you worked with me to like, okay, hold on just a minute. Let's talk about that. (laughs) And, you know, that helped me to be able to like unpack this with him and to be able to then identify what was holding him back in his procrastination, sort of repeating that cycle. But we were just having this conversation again last night, like about how much more excited he feels when he's not procrastinating, when he's sticking to his routine and working out regularly. And I mean, all of these feelings that come from it is a part of what I've learned from, from you. And, you know, well, it's really just taking those coaching concepts and putting them into a different bucket in your life is really what's going on. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of what it is. I just thought about something else. You really, so talk about create your own life. 
you are now in a band, a girl band. Yeah. And that's, I mean, honestly, what we have talked about has really helped me because what kind of person walks who is like, not a good singer, but not the word, like not going to burn your ears, but who's like, Hey, I want to be the front person for a rock band. And I'm going to sing songs in front of people. And that's just fine. I mean, talk about like a mindset shift of, you know what? The facts are I'm in a band. It is very um, stimulating to learn something new. It's very fun to put yourself out there. People want to see you being your authentic self and showing up as yourself. And I mean, I love going to band practice. I love having shows. Like it makes me so happy and I'm showing up and I'm just putting myself out there. Yeah. You're showing up. How weird would it be if you didn't like who, who would be good in any situation, whether you're the drummer, the guitarist, the lead singer, if you just went and you're like, Oh, I don't know if I'm going to be good. I'm really not going to sing very loud because I'm probably not very good. I mean, you, so well, there's, there's, what's the worst thing that can happen? What's the worst thing that can happen? They throw right? a tomato on the stage. They do. They could, but there's now there's like a plexiglass thing there. So they couldn't oh, even do right. that. I got a plexiglass. <laughs> I'm all good. And I mean, my friend was like, Hey, next time I come, I'll throw my bra on the stage. I was like, <laughs> Great. Wonder if you're my size because I'll keep it. <laughs> but why not do something fun? Why not join the band? I mean, you're why not? like, what do you have to lose? Right. All right. So two more questions. So we'll wrap up. Number one, what would you say to someone if they want to become the million dollar version of themselves? What should they think, feel, and do? How about that? To putting the model into it. Okay. What should they think, feel, and do? Well, um, if they want to be the million dollar version of themselves, they have to think like the million dollar version of themselves. So okay. the, the, the facts are, I want to be million dollar whomever. Right. So I need to think about, I don't know, what are some examples like that? Uh, You've gone to that future million dollar Ellie. Mm-hmm. Right. And you've made your decisions or your thoughts have come from that future person. I mean, now you are, but no, when you weren't right. So, so now you go to that future person, right. And you borrow that thinking, what, how would she handle this situation? What yes. decision would she make? What would she say? Would she wait to the last minute or she, while she's driving there? Or she, would she plan this ahead? That kind of thing. Yes. And then also I think you've m- made, so think about this. What are your three resources? You have brain power time and money, mm-hmm. right? How should you invest your money and your time and your brain power? And you're doing that. You're making those decisions from the million dollar place, that That's future true. person. Is that true? Yeah, it is. And I, you know, I, I just thinking back to almost, you know, walking away from you, whenever that was it, this is what, what we're doing is so important in growing me as a person to be able to like borrow from million dollar Ellie. I, I don't know. I just, I love that I'm able to, to do that now. I mean, I Mm -hmm. just be stuck. Otherwise I'd just be stuck without that. Yeah. Well, you know what? I always say like, you can go far by yourself, but you can go farther with someone else. Right. Like you can, and you can go faster with someone else. And I think, you know, I don't know, stuck is one word, but I, I think the growth that you've experienced, you know, something changed, right? Yeah. So you, you created a change 
you know, I probably am part of the change. There's other changes too, but you created that for yourself. You decided where you were going to invest your time and your money and your brain power. That's exactly. And that's really kind of where, where you got to. And okay. The growth is part of the process. Like it is part of the process. And, and falling on your butt in the process is okay. Like, well, you've fallen on your butt. We've talked about that too. There have been times when you're like, okay, I think that was a bad move, which I shouldn't have done that. Right. But those have all been actually, I mean, I can think of a few. We've, we've really turned those times into learning moments. And yes. now you do things differently. Yes. Right. So it's not really, it's falling on your butt in the moment, but it's quickly picking up and figuring out what to do the next time something like that happens. Yep. That's yeah. Right. I can think of a few. Um, okay. So this is my, always my last question. And I don't think I prepared you for this. If you had to think about one, like what's one thing from coaching or that I would say that kind of you carry with you. Oh, shoot. One thing that you say when that little voice is in your head or what's one thing, what's one concept that really helps you? Why am I drawing such a complete, nothing that you say helps me, Andrea, nothing (laughs) Nothing, nothing. So I'm having like a complete, like, I want to say something super meaningful and there's so much that's meaningful. I don't want I think that just the fact, like just really understanding that I, I don't know, I get to choose my own thoughts no matter what mm-hmm. it is. Like I have this platter of thoughts and I get to pick the thoughts off the platter and I don't know, just having that is so important and it it applies to all of us, no matter what our situation is. And, you know, I love that you and I have talked about this too. Like you could look at somebody like me and say, well, gosh, you know, she's million dollar LA, whatever. I mean, I could never be that, but you always remind me like where I started, what I was, you know, going through and how I've grown throughout the process. And this isn't really like something that you say, but something that you do, Andrea, that I don't know how to even like tell you how valuable this is. Like you truly listen, you listen or you make me think you do. Um, No, I know you listen because you will follow up on every little facet of an example that I give you. Like you listen and you invest in that scenario. You go there with me. Like you are walking through it with me. And I think that like, that's not really something that you say, but it's something that you do that matters more than anything is like, I have no doubt how invested you are in me. And I love like, that. I am. I mean, I, I always feel like if you're successful, then I'm successful. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. And it's, I have so, I mean, I have fun. This is fun. This has been, it's like so fun watching people grow and change and all the things that come their way. Like, I mean, who would have thought some of the opportunities you've had this year would have happened. So yeah. I just think it's, I do think it's important that, you know, that, you are an incredible listener and you are an incredible person to lock arms with because you really do walk through it with us. Thank you. And I appreciate that. I appreciate that. that. I appreciate you. Yeah. Okay. So for anyone listening, if they want to lock arms with you and be part of your world, how can they find you? What's the best way? Do they want to join my band? They want to join the band. (laughs) No, no, no. You actually should reach out to me. Um, not should reach out to me. 
My website is beautycounter.com slash Ellie Brown, E-L-L-I-E. You can find a little bit about what I do there. Or um, you can you can call me, you can text me, you can email me. You can follow her on social media because she does some stuff on social media that will make you think and laugh all at the same time. All the links to Ellie are going to be in the show notes. Oh, good. And there. that's another thing I believe is if you are going to be on social media, you show up and you be you. There's only one you. And be yes. yourself. Have fun. Don't be weird. That's it. That's the Ellie Brown signature. Don't be weird. That's perfect. 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 All right. Well, this has been so much fun. I love, obviously I love talking to you, but Million Dollar Ellie has arrived. Woo! Woo! Let's go. Let's do it. (laughs) Okay, my friends, go check out those show notes. Go follow Ellie. And if you want to become the million dollar version of yourselves, let's talk. You have options. You have options. You can do it. I think my one last thing, Ellie and I have talked a lot about numbers. And if it's helpful to share numbers with people and to tell them, you know, what your numbers are. And I think the only, I can say yes and no. The yes part of it is that you can see what's possible. The no part of it is that your journey is going to look different than that person's, how they got there. But numbers can be an example of what's possible. So have a great day. Until next time, make sure you think about how you're going to level up yourself and your business. Have a great day. Thanks for tuning in to today's show. If you're ready to commit to personal and professional growth, move forward, make money, and manage life, head to andrealibros.com. That's A-N-D-R-E-A-L-I-E-B-R-O-S-S.com to find out about the ways we can work together. Until next time, go level up.